Ashley Brock reading Diana Palmer's book, True Blue, Chapter 10. General Cass waits there to look down at the Willie blonde woman who was there nothing. Who the hell are you? he demanded. The woman who's going to have you arrested if you don't calm down, she put. Rick, how is she? She asked, holding out her arms. Rick came and held her close. Broken room, he said, and some bruising. She'll be all right. Who are you? General Castaway to the man. Richard, I'm Gwen's husband. Take him, Sergeant. Marquis, he said coldly, not backing down an inch. Her husband. Yes, and he's my son. Barbara added. <laughs> and also my son, General Lockett, said, joining him. Smile, Barbara, who smiled back. You two are married, Castaway asked Barbara. No, he's much too young for me, she said. Larkin, I'll give her music. I do like older women. He admits, she just cried. I want to see my daughter, Castaway told Luke Hogan. Of course, come this way. You two, Rick. Castaway was surprised at the first name basis. We all know each other, Luke told her. I'm a newcomer, so to speak, but my husband is from here. He's known Rick since Barbara adopted him. I see. Gwen was heavily sedated, but her eyes opened and she bragged when she saw her husband and her father walking into the recovery room. Dad? Rick? Rick went on one side and taking a hand and her father on the other. I'm so sorry, Stephen. Don't be absurd. Rick kissed for I was an idiot. I'm sorry. I never should have let you go with Ames. Ames? How is he? She asked. That other car came out of nowhere. We didn't even see it until it hit us. There were three men in it. Do you recognize any of them? No, but it could have been Fruitas, the last of the living brothers, the drug lords. Oh, by God, I'll have them hunted down like rats, Castaway said I said. Oh, my father will be to it, Rick replied coolly. Just who is your father, Castaway asked suddenly. It looks very familiar. General Emilio Macanado said him with a head of pride that reflected in the tilt of his chin. Castaway President Granger's boss. Yes, we know about that upcoming operation. We can't be involved, of course. Of course. Rick replied with two clean eyes. <sighs> well, we are rooting for the good guys. Caitlin is replied. So you're married? Castaway said he should have said. Your mother would have loved seeing you married, Miss. I would have too. I'm so sorry, she said, but I hadn't told Rick who you were. <laughs> she bit her lower lip. What did that have to do with anything? The other man puzzled. Uh, I'm a city detective, Rick said, starting. I wear three year old suits and I drive a pickup truck. <coughs> oh, I drive a pickup truck too. The general said, so what? Like the man already. See, Quinn asked her husband, I told you he wasn't what you thought. Snob, the general said, whatever. I don't pick my friends from their bank accounts. Sorry, I didn't know you. You'll get there, son. Congratulations on the appointment, Rick said. You know, ah. I don't know how long I'll last. I don't care, but you know what I mean. And I say what I think. Not very popular to speak your mind sometimes. I think honesty never goes out of style and has value. General's eyes. 
You did good. He told us daughters just smiled. Out in the waiting room, Cash Driver was talking on the phone to someone at San Antonio while the general thumbed through a magazine. Barbara Pace, worried Gwen's father was a hard case. She hoped he and Rick would learn to get along. Cash closed his swap phone. They found a car abandoned a few miles outside of Commercial Wells. He said, We can't say for sure that it's one of the one that hit Ames, but it has black paint on the fender and Ames's car is black. We can't. We ran once in Warren's on it. It was the Tonitas. Marquis said quietly. His dark eyes. I have had you about enough of him. I think I'll have to meet with a similar accident soon. I didn't hear you say that, Kessel. Did I say something? Marquino asked. Why? I was simply voicing a prediction. <sighs> a terrorist, terrorist threats and acts, she said, waving finger mocking. And I'm conveniently forgetting your connection with the Pendleton kidnapping for the next hour or so. After that, he had a person. Things could get interesting here. Mouth cannot grin. I'll be long gone by then. My son needs me catch I have a daughter, so she's going on three years old. Red hair and green eyes and a temper worse than mine. I would like to have known my son when he was small. Lockenoff said suddenly, I did not know Pastor. The Lord kept her secret all the way to the grave. A pity. It's nice for me that you did know. Barbara said gently, when I adopted him, he gave me a reason to live. She said, You think things happen for a reason? Just yes, yes, I do. Lockenoff flapped his Perhaps fate had a hand in all this. Well, I suppose you did. I'll be back home. General Cassaway was saying as he walked out with but it's been a pleasure meeting your son. He shook hands with him. Same here, Rickton. You better take better care of your daughter from now on. I'll take better care of your daughter from now on, and I won't be so inflexible next time she brings a surprise only. He added with luck. See that yard. Remember what I do for a living now. He told the other man with me. I can find you anywhere, anytime. Yes, sir, Rick replied. General took turn to and you better hightail it out of Mexico pretty soon. He said in a confidential tone. Things are going to heat up in Sonora. A storm's coming. You don't want to be in its way. Locking up, locking up, up. Thank you. Oh, I have alternative motives. Castaways here. I want that rat out of Berea before he turns your country into the world's largest cocaine distribution center. Sexy, why? Locking up required part. But I promise you, stacks of pounds soon on turning in. Wish I could help. Guess I think you have enough intel and merch to do the job. And cleaning a front of yours, mocking up for pleasure. A very good one. Go get the job done. Sir Francis mocking up. He turned to Barbara. You've got a smart mouth on you. She's handing And you've got a sharp tongue on you. <laughs> I like Pepper. She shifted me too. <laughs> She's a great cook. Rick said, sliding his arm around her. She owns the local cafe here and does most of the cooking for it. Really, I'm something of a cook myself, chef myself. Cashway play. I grow my own vegetables and I get a local grandmother to come over and help me can every summer. Barbara moved closer. I can too. I like to dry herbs as well. Now, I've got an herb garden of my own, the drill said, but it's doing as well as I'd like. But it's not doing as well as I'd like. Do you compost? Barbara asked the yeah, 
what? A composter for organic waste for the kitchen. She went on to explain to him how it worked and what he did with it. A fellow gardener cast away said with a beauty spot. What a surprise. So few women garden these days. Uh, we have plenty around Jacobville who play a garden, Barbara said. You'll have to come and visit us next summer. I can show you how to grow corn ten feet high, even in a drought, she added. Castaway moved a step closer. He was huge, Barbara thought, tall and good-looking, and built like a tick. He had thick black hair, black eyes, and a tan complexion. Nice mouth. <laughs> Castaway was thinking about Barbara. She was tall and really and very pretty. Uh, I might visit sooner than that, he said in a low detail. Is there a hotel? Yes, but I have a big Victorian house where King Gwen can stay next year. We'll have a family reunion. She flushed a little and laughed and looked at Marco. That invitation includes you also, she added. If you're through with your revolution by then, she asked her I think that this is a good possibility, and I will accept the invitation. Marco also kissed her hand and bowed. Thank you for taking such good care of my son. He's been the joy of my life. I had nobody until it needed on. I only have my daughter, Jim Casper said. I lost my son earlier this year in an IED, and my, and my wife died some years ago. I'm so sorry, Barbara would have said with humorous I miscarried the only child I ever had. It must have been terrible to lose one who's grown. Worse than debts, Casper agreed. He cleared his throat and walked away. Yeah, well. My Jason is doing the ants dance, so I guess we better go, he said, non toward a young officer standing in the doorway. The ants dance? Barbara moves around like that when he's in a hurry to do something. Like he's got ants clinging in his pants. Good man, but a little testy. He shook. Like me, he suits me. He shook his hands with me. I've heard good things about you from Grange, your police chief over there. He nodded toward Cash. He was talking on the phone again. Speaks highly of you. Nice to know. I love my job. I like to think I'm good at it. Take care of my little girl. You know I will. Boss Barbara looked down on her with a quiet end. And I'll see you later. She grinned. Okay. He, he nodded at the others and walked toward the young man who was now motioning frequently. Cast in a minute. Sorry, I wasn't trying to be rude. I've got a man working on the hit and run, and I've been checking in. There was an incident at the border crossing over near Del Rio. We had a three-man jump the border agent, knocked him out, and took off, took off over the crossing into Mexico. I think it was the same man. He ran names off of Great. Just great. Now we work on trying to get to Mexico and back to the States. That will be a good Good for a year, even if we can get a positive identification on who they are. Machino versus them. I would not worry about that. Such men are easy to find. We're a good tracker and equally easy to deal with. I didn't hear that, Cash said. Machino Of course not. I was again making a prediction. Thanks for coming with me, Rick Topong. Before the shoulder earlier, Lockado embraces some little bear. I will always be around whenever you need such a I'm very proud to have such a man for my son. I'm proud to have such a man for my father. Machado's eyes were suspiciously bright to last night. We will both be wailing in another minute. I must go. Grange is waiting for me in the parking lot. I can't say anything officially. Cash told you, you know, but privately.
I wish you good luck. I can help you some. Thank you, my friend. I hope you help. I hope your children will be alright. So do I, I said. Rick walked Machinel to the door. Outside, Winslow Grange was sitting behind the wheel of Machinel's pickup truck, waiting. Machinel took to listen. When the time comes, I will be happy to let you become my liaison with the American authorities. And it will come, he added something. My country has made the resources that will appeal to outside interests. I would prefer to deal with republics or democracies rather than ter territorial states. <laughs> A wise decision, Rick said. And when the time comes, I'll be you. Locking us one. Goodbye, he said using the familiar tense that was only applied to family and close friends. It made Rick feel warm inside that his father already felt affection for him. He waved as the two men in the truck departed. He hoped his father wouldn't get killed and he didn't take the area, but then Machinow was a general and he won the title fairly in many battles. He would be all right, Rick was certain of it. When he came home two days later, she wore a rib belt and winced every time she moved. The lieutenant had granted her sick leave, but she was impatient to get back on the job. Rick had to make threats to keep her in bed at all in Barbara's house. And I'm a burden on your poor mother, one protested. She has a business run, and here she is bringing me food on trays. She doesn't mind, Rick assured. Of course she doesn't. Of course she doesn't mind. Barbara said that she brought in soup and crackers. She's working on planning. She's working on planning a fantastic Thanksgiving dinner in a couple of weeks. I'm going to invite your father. She told Gwen and then flushed a little. I guess that would be all right. I don't know. She has to look at her. He's the head of the CIA and used to crystal and fine china. He doesn't use the good place settings at all. He likes plain white ceramic plates and thick Starbucks, co Starbucks coffee mugs. He's just plain fair to eat. He isn't a fancy mannered person, although he can blend into high society when he has to. He'll think of it as a welcome relief from the DC world. Which I'm happy to be out of. She had a, I never liked having a hostess parties. I like working in law enforcement. <laughs> Me too, Rick said, smiling warmly as well. I'm just sorry about what happened to your names. Yes. Have you heard anything about names? Cash Grier said that he regained consciousness this morning, Barbara said this morning. It's all coming back to him. Remember what the men looked like? He got a better view of them than you did. She told the young woman. He recognized Fernitas. Fernitas himself? Quinn was shocked. Why would he do his own dirty work? Pretty net. Fernitas knows that you're married to me and that I'm General Wachenhaus' son. I think he was trying to get back at the general. In a roundabout way, he might have thought it was me driving. You wouldn't have known that you were with Ames. Yes, Barbara said, really. And he may try again. Can't go anywhere alone from now on, at least until free test is rescued. He won't be. Mexico does no fleas, but have tried to pin him down. Nobody has succeeded. He has a hideout from mountains and guards at every checkpoint. An undercover agent died trying to infiltrate his camp a few weeks ago. I'd love to see him behind bars. Trying to get him there, that's the problem. Well, your father's not too happy with it right now, Barbara remarked. And the general has ways and means that we don't have access to. True, Rick said. I think we may hear some good news soon about Fritz and his bunch. But Robert said, well, for now, 
My mind's right because he's getting his wife back on the beach. She told her so. Good food and a little spoiling always does the trick. Your nice mother hurt and said, A very nice mother. I'm so happy that you're going to be. You're going to be mine too. You're a very nice mother. I'm so happy that you're going to be mine too. Gwen told her with a warm smile. She shifted in bed and ground. It's time for mess. Barbara said and went out to get them. Gwen kissed Gwen gently before between her eyes. You get better, you said. I have right plans for you. But some should return very soon. She laughed. When Zena lifted her mouth, such as, Get the only one with plans. Darn these ribs. That's all in your food, Tess's fault. Frick murmured as he brushed her mouth to me. Will we have forever? Yes, she was pretty. Forever. <laughs> Thanksgiving came suddenly, and with all of things snow, and with all of all things snow, Rick and Gwen walked out to the yard at Barbara's house and laughed as it piled down on the bare limbs of trees around the fence line. Snow? She said, I didn't know it snowed in Texas. <laughs> hey, it snowed in South Africa twice in August. He pointed out letters would be. She smiled and hugged him. Still wincing a little because her rib was tender. She was healing quickly, though. Soon, she'd be whole again and ready for more. Morris ventures with her new mother. Is your father coming down? She asked Gwen. Is your father coming down? He asked Gwen. Oh, yes. He said he wouldn't miss a homemade Thanksgiving dinner for the world. He can cook, but he hates doing it on holidays. And he mostly eats out. He's very excited. Not only about the meal. He had Seattle with Mr. I think he likes your mother. Wouldn't that be a match? He used? Yes, it would. We're both alone and about the same age. That's quite a guy. He's head of a federal agency. He lives in D.C. And she owns a restaurant here. Rick pointed out if they really want to. They'll find a way. I guess so. <laughs> he turned her to her. He turned, he turned her in the white flaky curtain. He drew her gently to his chest. Best thing I ever did in my life was marry you. He said to her. You may not say it a lot. I love you very much. <laughs> she got her breath at the center as soon as he looks. I love you too, she whispered back. He bit into her mouth under his teeth and the upper lip with his tongue, parting her lips so that his could cover them hungrily. Rots everything in the flashpoint he was excited, his arms closed around her. Bell her so tightly that she moaned. He hurt that and drew back. Oh, sorry, he forgot. She laughed. Rosie said, it's okay, I forgot to, just another week or two, and I'll be in fine shape. <laughs> he lifted an eyebrow down at her trim, curvy body and jeans and tights. I'll say you're in fine shape. You never got Oh, you? She punched him lightly in the trim. Shapely, sexy, and sweet. I'm a lucky man. <laughs> she reached out and me. We're both lucky. <laughs> I suppose we should go back inside Mommy. and offer kill potatoes. I suppose Mommy. so. Kiss her against mom. In a minute. She said, yes, yeah, in a minute. Or two. Or three. Ten minutes later, they went back inside. Barbara gave them a music. He had a huge pan full of potatoes and a paring knife. He sighed and got to work. The general came with the entourage, but they were, they were housed in the local hotel in Jacobsville. General Casway did allow his adjutant and clerk to move into Barbara's house with him with her permission.
of course. And he had a case full of electronic equipment that had to find living space as well. I have to keep in touch with everyone in my department, monitor the web and securities, inform the proper paper of Homeland Security about my activities. The general said, rattling off the duties, it's a great job, but it takes most of my time. That's why I'm being remiss in the email department. He had a Woody's phone. I think you do very well, considering how little free time you have, Cat. She told him, thanks. He dug into the rest and closing his eyes as he savored it <laughs> and the give it baby. This is wonderful work. Thank you, she replied with a big smile. I love to go. Me too, Gwen added. Barbara's teaching me how to do things properly. She's a quick study too, Barbara replied to Molly and I don't know. is wonderful, and I didn't teach her that. It's her own recipe. She's very talented. Thanks. What about those for T-Test characters who sideswiped that car you were in? He asked Gwen suddenly. Strange thing, she replied, tongue in cheek. Renita seems to have gone missing. Nobody's seen him since the wreck. How very odd, the general remarked. Isn't it? Hmm. How about the young man who was driving you? He added as he dipped his fork into potato salad. He's out of the hospital and back to work, Lynn said warmly. He's going to be fine, thank goodness. I'm glad about that. He glanced across the table. I understand that your father has left Mexico. Rick smiled. Yes, I did hear about that. So things are going to heat up in Burrio very soon, I would expect. The general added, Rick nodded, very soon. No more talk of revolution, Barbara said firmly. She got to repeat with a big neck. I have a surprise. She went into the kitchen, came back, and with a huge coconut cream pie, she put it on the table. It was that coconut cream, Barbara Barbara got it. I heard that it's someone's favorite. Mine, General Castle said. Castle said, thanks. My pleasure. Cut into the slices and put one on the saucepan. If you still have room. If you still have room after all that turkey and dressing. I'll make room. He said with such fever that everyone laughed. <coughs> the general stayed for two days. Rick and Gwen and Barbara drove him around Jacobsville to introduce him to people. As if he'd been born there, he was coming back for Christmas, he assured them. He had to do a vanishing act to get out of all those holiday parties in Washington, D.C. Rick heard from his father, too. The mercenaries had landed in country friendly to Makano near the border of Virginia, and they were masking for an attack. Makano told Rick not to worry. He was certain of victory, but just in case, he wanted Rick to know that the high point of his life so far had been beating his own son. Rick had been overwhelmed with the state, and he told Gwen later that it meant more to him than anything. Well, anything except, well, anything except marrying her, of course. They moved back into her apartment because it was closer to their jobs, leaving Rick's, Rick's banquet for the moment. She went home early on Friday night, and when Rick walked in the door, he found her standing by the sofa wearing a negligee set that said his heart race, racing like a bass drum. Here, I was trying on my new outfit, and there you are, home early. What perfect time each person moved toward him with her hair long and soft around her shoulders, her arms lifting to envelop him hungrily. He barely got the door closed in time before they wound up in a feverish tangle on the carpet. End of chapter 10.